This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Uh, Afternoons, News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. Angela Cocott has Calgary Today following the 3 o'clock news. Uh, 403-974-TALK is the way to reach us. We'll get some time in for your calls and texts before our time is up here. Uh, Jean Gomeshi was uh, certainly a, a well-known celebrity before all of these uh, ugly stories started breaking. And uh, I suppose in a way he's even more well-known now, uh, but very much disgraced, even though, of course, he was uh, acquitted at his recent trial. But the, the, the way this story unfolded, I mean, given how well-known he was and certainly in, in certain circles how highly regarded he was, it was a really shocking story. The kinds of allegations that started to emerge about John Gomeshi really shattered the image I think a lot of people had of him. Of course, the trial itself was, was controversial in a lot of ways, and the verdict left a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I just wonder where that leaves him, where that leaves us, where that leaves the story. Well, all of this is uh, explored in a, a new book uh, by Kevin Donovan, who's an investigative reporter at the Toronto Star, and he'll break a lot of these stories in the first place. The book is called Secret Life, the Jean Gomeshi Investigation, and it's uh, released today, I believe, is the official date. Kevin, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. Well, congrats on the book. So let's talk about, first of all, why you felt it was important to write this book and, and share this story. Well, uh, the story allows me uh, in a book form to go through uh, the whole case uh, and also to delve into his past uh, uh, revealed uh, situations uh, as far back as when he was a student and a student leader at York University where there are allegations of sexual violence uh, on to his rise uh, to uh, true stardom at at CBC. And it also lets me explore in much more detail the, the specific allegations made by 17 women and, and two men and the attempts, quite frankly, of, of Gomeshi and his advisors to stop the story from coming out. Well, yeah, and, and there, there was a lot going on behind the scenes in, in the lead up to this just really spilling out into the public. But in terms of, of the public perception of Gomeshi, because I, I think he is, as I said, disgraced in many ways and, and people associate him with this, this whole scandal, but the fact that, that he was acquitted, does that in any way, do you think, exonerate him? Well, the judge in acquitting him of the, the three cases, and just to be clear, the, there were four cases that went ahead to the court system. There are, are 19, really, that are out there uh, that I know of in total, and the majority of them, they just didn't come forward. The judge didn't say in the, in the three cases where there was an acquittal that he didn't believe that the events, the allegations uh, had happened, what he said was there are so many issues around the testimony of the three women uh, that felt they were untruthful and did not disclose certain information to the court. There was so much of that going on that he just couldn't convict. And, and I think the judge, uh, I mean, the judge is a, a, you know, a senior judge, uh, uh, must know what he's doing when it comes to the law. And so then we move to the next trial where there were no issues like that at all and Gomeshi uh, didn't want another trial and they ended up with him signing a peace bond and him standing in court and for the first time uh, apologizing for his actions and uh, so, so that's what how the justice system uh, dealt with it and uh, uh, you know people wanted I'm sure many people wanted a conviction but uh, uh, 
one has to obey the laws of the land, and, and that's uh, that's what happened in this case. As far as the judge, he had to, to uh, felt that he had to do what he did and acquit. What matters most about this story? I mean, is this a story of, um, uh, uh, I don't know if powerful is the right word, but, but certainly a, a well-known media figure abusing his power, or is it a case of the institution, the CBC, protecting this individual at the expense of others? I think it's more of the first one. I mean, the CBC, yes, they did. Uh, they, they, there was this host culture that they spoke of after the fact in a report that showed that uh, you know, a senior host like him, who was powerful in his realm, could get away with things. But but I, I see it more as a, as a story of power corrupting, uh, you know, Kameshi, uh, uh, you know, a man in his mid to late 40s, uh, uh, meeting young women as young as 21 or 22, and, uh, and doing the things he's alleged to have done. Uh, it really speaks to, to a, a specific problem with him not understanding how what are society's norms. And uh, and also, I think, uh, probably to pull back from the whole case to say that you know, there were all these people, there are all these people out there who had these issues with him and, and, and did not feel comfortable in our society bringing them forward. And and, and that's a real problem. And that, that's a, a problem that they talked about in what they say post-Kameshi, this national conversation. Why are people, particularly the women in, in this situation, why are they so concerned about facing the justice system? And I think it's because they're they're worried of being actually reabused by the justice system and, and not listened to. And do you think the trial reinforced that? I think it did. I think the, the final the result in the Catherine Burrell case where... This is a CBC former CBC producer who, who extracted an apology from Gresh. I think that helped a bit, but I do know just in conversations with, with people who, who work in the field of sexual assault, they said that this really did set us back because now when we're when we the authorities are trying to get somebody to come forward, then they'll naturally point to this trial and say, well, "What's the point of me coming forward? Look, look what's going to happen to me." Uh, Kevin, stand by if you can. I've got to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll yeah. talk a bit more about the investigation. Uh, and it was a lengthy investigation before these stories could be published, and it was kind of an unconventional way, I think, of getting to the story. So we'll, we'll explore that side of it a little bit further here. Kevin Donovan joins us. He's with the Toronto Star, author of the book Secret Life, the Jean Gomeshi investigation. We're back with more right after this. Right, welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770, a conversation with investigative journalist Kevin Donovan, uh, the Toronto Star, author of the new book Secret Life, the Jean Gomeshi investigation, so, Kevin, I mean, as I said, it was it was kind of an unconventional way to approach this story because uh, Jesse Brown, who does the Canada Land podcast, we, we've had him on this program before. There were a lot of women coming forward to him with their stories. How did you get involved initially? Well, not a, a lot of women. One woman emailed him and then put him in touch with another. Okay. And then he, this was very early on, and then he realized that he didn't have the experience uh, uh, or the is the backing of a large organization to do investigations. So he put out the call to a number of newspapers and, and uh, other outlets in Canada, and uh, and we said, uh, sure, we'll take it on. Uh, I don't think anybody else did. So he was looking for help, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not, I mean, I, I do this for a living, and a newspaper does this for a living. He's not an investigative reporter. 
uh, you know, couldn't even begin to do to publish a story like this, or he would have. So, how did you need to come at it then? Sorry, say again. How did you need to come at the story once you had an inkling that okay, there, there's something here, and obviously these are explosive revelations. So, where, where did you where did you begin? Well, I just began by you know, interviewing uh, the, the two women who, uh, who who said they had a, a story to tell, and then uh, doing a whole bunch of things which are described in the book, where I'm trying to find uh, uh, corroborating information, emails, texts, uh, uh, you know, friends, people, uh, interviewing people uh, to find out if um, if Mr. Gameshi was in a certain place, uh, you know, to see if things line up. Uh, uh, when I mean, there's a sort of a almost a, a shotgun technique at the start of an investigation where you're just trying to get as much information as you can. And I didn't know anything about Gameshi except for I listened to him um, on the phone. And I just have another call coming in right now, unfortunately. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we'll let you go then, I guess, Kevin. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I just don't want it to to interfere. I, I get calls as a, a journalist. Unfortunately, and and I, I'm sorry for this, but uh, happy to talk in the future. Okay, all right, Kevin, appreciate it. Thanks okay. again. All right, there you Thanks. go, Kevin Donovan, uh, the Toronto Star. <laughs> Uh, I guess duty calls. All right. Well, there you go. The book is called uh, Secret Life, the John Gomeshi Investigation, uh, out today. Uh, and what's interesting, and they talk about what 17 different women, two men, actually, who stepped forward to, to share their story and to do as, as much as you possibly can, can to co- corroborate all of that and lay it out. So, you know, how do you, as, as a neutral observer, reconcile that with what happened at the trial? Right. I mean, a not guilty finding is not necessarily the judge saying that you're innocent and none of this ever happened. It's that the crown failed to prove its case. Which are two different things, I suppose. Uh, I guess if, if Gomeshi has uh, some issue here, I mean, he, he never did take any action against the Toronto Star or Jesse Brown for the stories they published. I assume that's probably going to be the same for the book. Uh, but does it still matter to you? What's funny, too, and he talks a bit about it in the book, and it was the question I was about to ask him. Because don't forget, it was Kevin Donovan and Robin Doolittle, who was also the Toronto Star at the time, and they were the ones who first reported all the details of the Rob Ford crack video and all the subsequent stories around that. So two very different stories, two very different individuals, and Rob Ford and John Gomeshi accused of very different things. But there's a lot of parallels between the story. You know, just how explosive it was, how salacious it all was. You know, how both individuals had such loyal followings. And that those followers really initially dug in their heels and didn't want to believe any of what was being said. About their guy until it really became hard to to deny reality. And maybe we're at the point where, you know, certainly a lot of people say, look, okay, you know, Rob Ford, he's passed away. We know what we know. Let's move on. Where are we at here with Jean Gomeshi? I don't know if the justice system is done with him at this point. I don't know what these other women who have come forward with their own stories wish to do. Whether there's going to be more trials. And obviously, given the way the first trial went, there's going to be a lot of reluctance to go down that path again. Is Jean Gomeshi ever going to work in the Canadian media again? No one will ever view him the same. He was really kind of the darling of the the Toronto sort of CBC media elite. 
and he milked that for all it was worth. And, you know, there is that side of the story that a lot of people just look the other way, even at the CBC. And I don't know if the full story is ever going to be told of what went on at the CBC and how much uh, John Gomeshi was protected there. Uh, Listen, what we'll do right here, we'll take a quick break. We're going to come back at a few other things to get to in our time remaining. Or your calls and your text here at 403-974-TALK. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.